I can actually remember like the day that Nick and I were like driving in the car and a couple years ago and like you know Nick was super quiet and I was like you know what's going through your head what are you thinking about and he's like you know what? I think I just want to do something different all right welcome to episode eight of golf needs you a podcast where golf industry creators, entrepreneurs, and professionals can walk us through their personal stories and professional journeys and tell us a little bit about how they got to where they are today. My guest today is actually two guests. My first ever duo, Nick and Christina Lumsden, owners and operators of Dogleg Brewing Company in Vista, California. Nick and Christina have a really cool operation going down there, a totally golf-centric tap room and brewing company. Really great for golfers and non-golfers alike. They talk about the challenges that they've faced with COVID, getting dog leg off the ground, and some of their plans for the future. So a truly interesting listen. I hope you really enjoy it. And more than that, I hope you go check out their website, maybe buy yourself a beer or some merch, doglegbrewingco.com. I'm Will Mayo, Director of Golf Sales and Business Development for Rams Hill Golf Club in Brago Springs, California. This is Episode 8 of Golf Needs You, presented by Cut Golf. It's getting lit, no drinking. I'm here with Nick and Christina Lumsden of Dogleg Brewing Company, my my first ever duo guest. So thank you very much to both of you for joining me. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. So you're on the range warming up at Vista Valley Country Club and someone casually asks you both what you do for a living. What do you tell them? Well, <laughs> it's awesome. It's everything for both of us has changed quite a bit recently, but we tell them we own a brewery. <laughs> a golf brewery, nonetheless. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And one where you can bring your dogs. Exactly. So, yeah. All the, all the great it's things the in life. It's trifecta. You have golf, beer, and dogs. So we figured with that, we've, we've tugged the heartstrings of everyone in San Diego. So <laughs> There you go. And so for folks who, who might not be aware, Dog Leg Brewing Company in Vista, California, and a relatively new endeavor, right? Can you talk a little bit about when the maybe inception of the idea took place and how long between then and when you were able to open? Yeah, so um, the, we came up with the idea in probably about J- June, July of 2017. Um, it took us probably six months or so to go through all the business planning and the financial planning and start putting together something for investors. And then early in 2018, we started looking for real estate and uh, space to be and probably spent most of 2018 raising funds and identifying a location. And then uh, then 2019 spent building out the space, buying equipment, installing. Um, during all this time, we, we were both still working our previous jobs. And um, then finally, we're able to open the door in uh, November 8th, 2019. So it took us a good uh, two and a half years or so of planning and development and building to really make it happen. But uh, once we were able to open doors, we we're, were super excited, had a great turnout, huge first weekend. Had the golf simulator in there, uh, putting green. Everyone is super pumped to get in there and hit some balls and and really have an interactive experience that a lot of other breweries around here don't really offer. And it's a way that really allows us to combine our our loves and passions of of golf and craft beer. So everyone, people are starting to appreciate it and starting to see it. And we unfortunately got hit by the the COVID pandemic and had to close for a couple months, but just opened the tasting room back up and excited to get the support we've gotten over the past few months. Well, well, much like myself, this year was my first year as a 
guy that sells golf for a living. And I had to like laugh. It's like, what a terrible year to become a guy that sells golf for a living. And, and other than maybe like prohibition, this has got to be one of the most interesting years to get a brewery off the ground. But kudos to you both for doing it. That's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think the timing, I mean, obviously timing is rough, but um, it could have definitely been a lot worse. We at least had a few months of, of um, from November to March of, of getting support and people in and really exposing uh people to the brand and uh and our beer so and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback we've changed a few things but um now we're starting to get our beer out in golf courses and really continue developing it and growing it but um obviously it's <laughs> no one really would have predicted this and it's just added some uh some hoops and hurdles that we've had to adjust some things but everything good i mean so far back in action and excited to get forward with the summer sure and knowing what I know about both of you, obviously golf is a huge part of both of your lives. And was that always the intention from the get-go to make it be golf-centric? Yeah, I think so. I, I can actually remember, like, the day that Nick and I were, like, driving in the car and a couple years ago. And, like, you know, Nick was super quiet. And I was like, you know, what's going through your head? What are you thinking about? And he's like, you know what? I think I just want to do something different with my life, like with my career and everything. And um, so like, I have a background and I've worked in marketing in the golf industry um, for quite a few years and, and Nick was an engineer. And, and I was super pumped to hear him say that because um, like, I just knew there was this creative side to him and um, you know, this entrepreneurial side that he hadn't had the opportunity to tap into. And I, I knew it was dying to get out. So um, I, from that moment on, I'm like, dude, what, what's it going to be? What are we going to do? So, I'm like, let's, you know, like quit our jobs, buy an RV and like blog about, you know, traveling the country. He's like, well, maybe that's not what I want to do. So, <laughs> all right. Well, what do you have in mind? So that's when he started talking about, you know, some sort of golf themed um, bar brewery. And, you know, at the time we weren't sure if it was going to be like a full on brewery or more like a draft house. Um, and the pieces of the puzzle kind of came together because Nick and I met playing golf. Um, in Pinehurst back in 2007 um, and when we moved out here uh, we met one of our other co-owners uh, well actually both of our other co-owners we met them through the game of golf and then I think what finally kind of brought it together was we also met our head brewer that way we met him um, playing golf at St. Mark Golf Club in San Marcos and um, around that time Nick was also starting to homebrew beer and so it was kind of a match made in heaven when we met Jim McCaskey, our head brewer. And at that point, we're like, okay, this can't just be a golf bar. It has to be a brewery, um, you know, especially with the craft beer scene in San Diego. And uh, mm -hmm. Jim, our head brewer, is he's been home brewing for 20 plus years and he has, uh, you know, numerous national awards for his home brews. And he's super passionate and a great dude. And uh, we're super lucky that, you know, golf was that that thing that brought us together. And I think that's kind of where it all comes back to is that connection that the game creates, right? Because that's how Nick and I met. And it's just like our whole world is kind of centered around all these relationships that we built. And, you know, most of them have in one way or another come from, you know, the golf course. So I think that's like really special and, you know, you don't have to be a good golfer. That's the thing. It's like, it's just somehow we just stumble upon these amazing people and, yeah. and we wanted to celebrate that through our brewery. Yeah. So one other thing I'll add is um, 
One, I mean, we know obviously San Diego and Southern California is, is popular in the golf and craft beer industry. And, and when we were building out and creating the brand, we really wanted to create something that um, not only was attractive to golfers and attractive to craft beer enthusiasts, but it was a way to expose those people to the other industry. So um, we wanted it to be friendly and welcoming and interactive and fun where someone who is a craft beer enthusiast may come in and, and we want to kind of casually give them the opportunity to see what golf is really about. Not just, not just like wearing a collared shirt and going to the pro shop mm-hmm. and, you know, the old traditional uppity way that kind of golf kind of still has a stigma or has had a stigma of, um, about among, among certain uh, communities. So we've, we really wanted to break that stigma and show people that, that this is fun. It's about the people. It's about hanging out. It's about um, just like sharing stories and uh, developing relationships. And so, and we started to see more businesses like this, uh, like Goat Hill Park is a great example. It's a cool place that you can go and hang out and doesn't matter how you're dressed or how good you play or anything. It's just, it's a fun interactive experience. Top golf is, I mean, something that's really done well in recent years because it's embraced that fun uh, aspect to the game of golf. Um, and on the, on the other side of it, we want to bring some of these golfers who, uh, who drink nothing but Coors Light and Bud Light <laughs> to kind of transition into the craft beer industry of San Diego. So a lot of our beer styles are on the lighter side. They're easy drinking think of types of beers that you would consider, um, drinking in a hot summer day or out in the sun or something that you can drink two or three of and not feel too overwhelmed. And so, um, it's kind of a, uh, a transition for those golfers who, to expose them to what San Diego beer is all about. So it's, it's, it's kind of a good, I mean, that's, that's how we've wanted to build it. Not, not to uh, just welcoming to as many people as possible. And, um, it's got a lot of fun things planned to really, um, push in that direction. I think, I think that's so cool. And what I've always said, you know, doing this project and even beforehand is that my favorite thing about golf is that everybody can enjoy golf. However, they see fit you, you two are both obviously accomplished golfers, but you know, if, if someone wants to come to the brewery and they just pick up a putter and putt to me, that's, that's golf. Yeah. And I, I like that a lot. And I think that it's important that the whole reason for this project is to like expose um, different people who are doing interesting things in the golf industry, because everyone who's doing something creative in golf, I think golf needs that. And I think that golf benefits from that. So I think that's, that's really, really cool. And which leads me to my question of, I I imagine you have a lot of people in there. It's not just golfers all the time. I I would think there's a lot of folks who aren't necessarily golfers in there. Yes. So it's, it's pretty split, honestly. And it's, it's kind of cool because obviously the golf community knows about it, but I mean, I would say at least half the people that come in are not golfers, maybe even more. And um, the cool part about it is we have the simulator here and we'll, if it's not being used, not reserved, we'll kind of allow the, the people who've never played golf before can go in and just try. We provide the clubs, we provide the balls and, and they can take a few swings and see this, try it out and have some fun. And we've had multiple people walk out of their never swung a club before they end up hitting balls in there for an hour come out and are looking online for where they can buy a set of clubs where they can go to the driving range or what the next step is because they've already kind of gotten the golf bug um, and so that's that's like a really cool aspect of it that makes us like appreciate or see that other people have 
really appreciate what we've done. Uh, oh yeah. And that, that, that's awesome. I mean, and to me, those people played golf today and I, it's like golf has such a, a challenge with it. It's intimidating to go play golf. And I think that the more people realize that they just played golf was is, is really cool. And Christina, I know that you've got the marketing background. I wanted to ask, you know, anytime that I see something on the internet or experience that I think is really cool and golf centric because I love golf. My first thought is always like, man, I hope my non-golf friends like this. Like, was that anything that you thought about consciously going into it about um, like the line between being like golf centric and being like too niche or anything like that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was definitely. And I think again, kind of using Goat Hill, yeah, Goat Hill Park and Link Soul and, and the whole crew over there. I mean, they were huge inspirations to us because, you know, I think I, well, Nick and I both grew up in, you know, pretty much golf families and more the traditional sense of golf. But I think we both also saw a lot of promise for what the game could be. And it doesn't have to be, you know, what our, you know, grandparents, you know, it can, it can have both, you know, uh, tradition and kind of these like new modern, you know, where you play in flip flops or whatever. So Mm -hmm. when, and we, and we want to show other people that, you know, and, and kind of, you know, tell the world that, hey, golf is universal. And, and kind of what you were saying is that everyone can enjoy it in their, in their own way, whether they just like, you know, follow their friends, you know, walking their dog or something. I think it's mm-hmm. so cool. So um, we wanted to make sure the brand kind of was still had a lot of like traditional elements that, that we love so much about the game, but also had that like laid back SoCal vibe that, you know, when you walk in, you you don't you feel it's inclusive, right? It's not exclusive, so it doesn't feel like this like stuffy, old school, you know, pretentious sport. It's like, oh, this is just like the names of the beer. Yeah, yeah, and like, like yeah. the names of our beer and stuff. Um, we wanted the names to be kind of subtly, like a golfer's gonna like understand it right away, but somebody it. it we didn't want them to be like too cliche either. We didn't want to be like sure. mulligans, you know, or hackers, yeah. you know, <laughs> or something. so we went with, yeah. you know, like traditional, like the links or uh, overlap outlaw, you know, it's, it's a fun name that people are like, Oh, that's a cool name. But you know, a, a hardcore golfer is going to be like, yeah, overlap, <laughs> overlap or interlock. Yeah. So, um, Ooh, maybe that'll be our next like IPA interlock. There you go. So, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. And I, you know, I, I, I did my, my thorough research of looking at your LinkedIn's this morning. I, I studied them Uh-oh. both for a, a minute and a half each. And you're both extremely smart and successful before this. You went to Johns Hopkins. That's pretty crazy. And then you played D1 golf. How, like, how do you divide the, what's the division of labor look like between you and your other partners? Like, do you all have your, bring your own little like superpowers to the table or like, well, how do you split it up? Yeah. So, well, Christina and I have very, we've kind of always worked well together because we, have very obvious strengths and weaknesses that the other fills the gap for very, really well. So I can't do marketing and branding and social media and um, advertisements and design and all that stuff. But Christina's fantastic at it. And then like I'll do, I have an engineering background. So I do a lot of the the financials and the calculations and the, the fixing and planning and stuff and the brewing operations. So for us, it's, it's a kind of a very clear delineation of, who of what our kind of responsibilities are and then we have other uh partners also that have that have very clear strengths and experiences that we've broken down i mean 
for example, one of our other co-owners uh, is his family owns several bars around San Diego. So he's kind of has the operational experience, know how to, how to deal with staff and um, the how to get sales and distribution out. So we've kind of uh, leaned on him for more of that stuff. And then um, another partner who is a handyman. So he come in and build all of our furniture, fix uh, any equipment or leaks or anything that we have that kind of that may need fixing. So it's kind of a, everyone has their, their niche of, of things they're good at, but um, it's, so it's, it's been pretty smooth so far. And then obviously Jim is, is our uh, head brewer and the recipes that he's developed over the years are all fantastic. So we lean on him for, for the, uh, detailed brewing um, decisions. So it's, it, it kind of worked its, itself out, but it was also um, carefully planned early on of how, what team could we assemble that we could really cover all the bases or at least all the knowns. I mean, obviously we've encountered a whole bunch of things we didn't plan on and things we didn't know we needed to know. So um, we've kind of adapted along the way or we all, we have, there's the brewing industry here is so supportive and collaborative that we can at any point go and talk to other breweries down the street and, get advice or information and share resources. So it's, it's made the process a lot easier and, and more um, or less, less uh, overwhelming than it could have been in another industry. Sure. That makes total sense. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about, and you kind of touched on it with, with Goat Hill, um, but it seems like you're making an effort to create a community there, which I think is really cool. Even, Even like being able to incorporate an SDJ membership into the, like the, the club there, is that something that you've been conscious about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we've, yeah, so we have the SCGA, you know, uh, we're, we're a club, so anyone can, you know, have their handicap through Dogleg Brewing Company, which I think is so cool. Um, I, I was cool. super pumped. Um, last year, I was I tried to qualify for the Mid-Am, and, like, that was my host club. It was, like, Christina from Dogleg Brewing Company, from, like, nice. you know, like CCRB so cool. or something like that. But um, yeah. yeah, so we, we definitely want to, you know, we have that for people who are already experienced golfers and they want to create a handicap and meet new golfers to play with and, and build onto the community that way. Um, and, you know, something that we started last um, August, we did kind of like a trial dog leg league, um, which is just like a after work nine hole league that we did at St. Mark Golf Club and you know we did we only did it for about you know four or five weeks before the the time change uh, just to see like Mm -hmm. what kind of um, you know interest it would generate and we've had probably like you know anywhere between 18 and 30 people Um, yeah so it was was, you know and actually during the quarantine we kind of put out a post saying like you know, you know, throwback, you know, to our dog leg league, like can't wait to start it up again. And like, that was one of my most uh, responded, engaged posts of people, like people who weren't even following us before, like, oh my gosh, like, how do I do this? And so like, oh, crap. now we got <laughs> to bring it back fast. So, you know, I think people are itching to get out and just meet new people. And, um, you know, we want to co- continue to find new ways to partner with the SCGA and SCPGA. Uh, we are partners of um, the SCPGA as well. So finding ways to kind of collaborate with courses and get both seasoned golfers in and, and you know, introduce new golfers to the game. So and what, 
one more thing sure. to add about the membership is that um, it's not just golf either. Um, so our members, we we try to plan special events here at the brewery for our yeah. members as well. So if they're golfers, they can see how the brewing process works. They can try specialty batch beers. They can. We had one event where we allowed the um, our members to try a few different style beers and vote on which beer would be the next one we brew and help name it. Uh, so it's 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 a little more than just um, the golf side of it, and we we still do are planning to do um, golf tournaments. We had a couple planned um, that got canceled during the shutdown, but um, planning events all around the the majors, the PGA Tour majors, and um, then just random member outings at courses around San Diego. So um, we're trying to uh, do various things that that cross the industry from craft beer and golf that uh, is appealing to both people that come from both sides of the world. I think, uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, uh, one other event that we had, and unfortunately it was right before um, COVID-19 started. So we weren't able to really capitalize it as much as we wanted to, but um, we did a collaboration beer with um, Pink Boots, uh, the Pink Boots, um, organization which they are like a women's brewing uh nonprofit that kind of promotes uh, women in the industry and so we brewed beer with them but we also it was right on the heels of uh, or i'm sorry right before the kia classic so we thought it'd be cool to maybe bring in some lpga players and we were going to do a big event um here but we did have uh, alana uriel and um tiffany joe uh, come and, and check out our brewing process that day. And Alana helped out a little bit too, which is really cool. I'm um, just having these LPGA players there and then having women from the brewing industry. So like, it was cool to have them back in the brew house. And then we went over to the simulator and they were watching like Alana hit shots and they're like, Oh my God, this chick's amazing. And they might've <laughs> not known about her otherwise. And I'm like, yeah, there's a tournament going on right down the street with all these amazing professional female golfers and that like really excited them so um you know we didn't get to have the event because of uh, you know the whole pandemic but hopefully yeah. we'll be able to kind of bring back those kind of events uh now that we're starting to open again um and you know kind of yeah. to what nick said just kind of cross promote you know golf and craft beer well, i'm looking forward to seeing that and then in the same vein you know i wanted to ask how how do folks who are not in greater San Diego or maybe not even in SoCal, like how, how can they support what you're doing or how can they, how can they get one of your well, beers? So one, so if you live out of state, unfortunately we can't ship beer out of state. Um, but you know, we, we do have merchandise and t-shirts that we have been shipping nationwide. Honestly, it's, I'm floored sometimes when we get orders come through online and it's somebody in Boston or Florida just like you know it's it's crazy like, how did they even mm -hmm. find out about us um but we can ship some beer within the state of california so um people can go to our website they can buy four packs um of our 32 ounce crawlers um overnight, and it, yeah, overnight shipping and it's overnight shipping it's actually a pretty good oh, deal shoot. so um is that a legal thing christina why you can't ship out it yeah yeah all sorts of um 
uh, regulations around, you know, shipping alcohol and, and things like that. So yeah, our, our ABC license is only for the state of California. So mm -hmm. we would have to get additional licenses for any other state that we want to oh. do business in. Maybe one day phase two of dog leg phase two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, I'm always, it's like, I, I always feel so left out about Goat Hill because I can't physically go there all the time. Cause I'm up in LA and that's not. And so it's like, I, every time I see something super interesting, I just want to know like, how can folks, who aren't physically there um, still be involved. And it seems like there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah. There. And yeah. So obviously online, online store has been popular. And for people in the San Diego area, we partner with a uh, brew catalog who does local beer delivery. So if you order two thirty, um, you'll get your beer that afternoon and um, they deliver on the weekends. So uh, for folks who um, would rather stay home and enjoy the beer at home there, we have that same day delivery option as well. And the website? Doglegbrewingco.com. Awesome. Final question. The last question I ask every guest, I put them on the spot to okay. break some news. So I don't know if you have any personal life breaking news, any Dogleg Brewing Company breaking news, but Ooh. one way or the other, I'd like you to take the stage to break some news. Well, our our the biggest news for Dogleg Brewing Co. that we have right now is um, aside from the tasting room being open, which we've been super excited about, is that uh, we're starting uh, 16 ounce cans to be offered in golf courses starting in the next couple of weeks. So we've been working. Yeah. Break so news. we've been working on it for quite a while. Came up with some awesome labels. And, yes. Um, Love the labels. We just just decided on the labels last night. And so we've been working with a few golf courses that have already agreed to um, be kind of pilot programs for the 16 ounce cans. And uh, and we hope to have those in in the next couple of weeks, some of our more popular beer styles to really um, awesome. get uh, exposed and get um, more people trying the beer. So tell your course you want dog leg That's beer. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I could probably do that. We'll make an arrangement after we get off this call. That's that's incredible. Are any of the courses ones you can say yet, or are we holding that breaking? Um, I think the the one that we would feel most comfortable talking about is uh, Goat Hill Park. I mean, they've always been – big supporter of ours and they don't have a draft beer system um so and there's a lot of courses that don't have draft beer so we um and it's not official yet but they've we've been working with them for quite a while and um that's one of our first uh destination public courses that that we hope to offer the 16 ounce cans that's so cool i'm so excited to see that in action um and I said that was my last question, but this is my actual last question. So, do you have do you have dogs that? We well, have, we have dogs right, right beside us. Feet right now. <laughs> what are the dogs' names? Uh, dogs' names are Anza, like uh, Anza Borrego, um, and Shasta, like Mount Shasta, Shasta. Um, so, you got a, a pure. She's a Pyrenees mix. Anza, big dog, fluffy monster. She kind of looks like our logo. Yeah, basically inspired our logo, and then um, Shasta is our. Border Collie mix, white. So you've got a really cool black patch over one of her eyes. So uh, both both great dogs, and they get along great together. They hang out at the brewery most of the time. We're at the brewery right now. So they're here with us helping us get some stuff done. Well, there you have it. You can go visit Anza and Shasta down at Dogleg Brewing Company in Vista, California. Thank you, Nick and Christina, so much for your time. I, awesome. Thank you. Thanks for, for reaching us. out. This is fun. Yeah. I'm playing golf this weekend I'm on the tee box swinging 
I'm on the ferry lighting up a stone 